Welcome to the podcast, How to Market You and Your Business by Paul G. Walmsley. This podcast helps entrepreneurs and network marketing professionals create and market their brand so they attract customers and top quality people to their business. Each episode is jam-packed with real-life, battle-tested, cutting-edge marketing tips and strategies. So let's dive right in. Here's Paul. Hello, this is Paul Walmsley and welcome to my podcast, How to Market You and Your Business. Our regular listeners will know that normally I record this podcast sat in my apartment in Beverly Hills, California, but today as I looked out of my office window 12 stories high and looked down Wilshire Boulevard towards Santa Monica, I realized that there's some kind of traffic issue on Wilshire Boulevard The traffic was backed up all the way to the ocean from about 3.30 this afternoon. So I didn't attempt to drive the five miles home because that would have took me probably an hour or an hour and a half looking at the traffic. So instead, I ventured out and I'm in IHOP of all places. And I'm literally the only person in this restaurant apart from the staff. We've got 80s music in the background. So it takes me back to when I used to do my thing, whatever that was. And sat here in a booth, and just to give you the complete visual of this, I'm doing a Ron Burgundy, and I'll leave it at that. (laughs) (laughs) So, by the power of the internet and the World Wide Web, I have my guest today, Adam Blumner, and Adam's interview today, a podcast episode today with Adam, is going to be completely different to our normal format, and I'm going to explain why now, and I want you to just kind of, as you're walking the dog, working out the gym, driving, whatever you're doing, obviously keep your eyes and ears on the road as well when you're driving, but this episode is going to be one where at first you're going to wonder, well, what's all this about, but once you take on board what Adam's research and expertise is going to share with you, it's going to make a massive impact on how you market you and your business by using the telephone. And as you all know, that's my expertise. So I brought Adam on today because I read this particular study that he did, and it's been very helpful to my regular day job. As you know, I'm on the phone all day long as a professional salesperson exclusively on the telephone but I use the phone clearly in my business as well, just like all you listeners do as well. So I'm going to introduce Adam and say hello to Adam. I want him to let us know a little bit about himself and his background, and we're going to get our teeth into this study that he did, which is mind-blowing. So Adam, welcome to the show. Oh, it's great to be here, Paul. Thanks for having me. So just let our guests know exactly where in the world you are right now. Sure. So I'm actually the sole person, I believe, in the particular office building my company inhabits here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So traffic was not an issue. The roads are pretty empty in Milwaukee here right now. All right, cool. And you said you'd just been with the family. What was it you went to see? Yeah, so we went to check out the children's theater production of James and the Giant Peach, which was fantastic. My five-year-old and my seven-year-old were both cracking up throughout it. It was really good. All right, cool, cool. All right, so the reason I asked Adam to be on the show today is I came across a report, and I'll just read out the title, and then Adam's going to give us an overall view of it, then we're going to get right into the nitty-gritty of it. The report headline is Case Study, 63,256 calls boiled down to the most effective web lead follow-up strategies. So as network marketing professionals, as small business owners, as entrepreneurs, 
each and every day you're getting hammered with all these offers of generating leads. Sign up for my program, buy my stuff, and you'll be able to generate an endless supply of leads, 642,000 leads in you know 30 days and all this stuff you hear all the time. Every time you open up your email, boom, someone else is selling you some kind of lead generation system. So Adam's going to explain a little bit about this report and then just be thinking of this and how you can follow up with any leads that you're generating. And it doesn't matter if they're web leads. It could be leads that you've picked up by going to a networking event. It could be leads from a blog post you've done or something. But So just be open-minded about it. But I promise you there's so much powerful stuff in here. It's going to blow your mind. So Adam, can you give us like an overview of the of this study and how it came about and then we'll get right into it? Yeah, absolutely. So probably the first thing to understand with the study, I guess, is just a little bit of the context of the business that I'm with and where the study information came from. So the company is Find Accounting Software. We're a software matching service. We are ourselves a lead referral, lead generation firm for companies who are selling software. We offer a free service to buyers essentially of business management systems, accounting software, CRM software, and so forth, where they can come to the site and get recommendations on what programs they might want to take a look at. So being in this particular business, we field a ton of calls to make a ton of calls, I should say, that are coming from web lead submissions, inquiries to find out more information from people who are looking for software. So that's kind of the context for where we pulled together this massive amount of calls. Okay, so listening in right now, you may be walking the dog thinking, well, what on earth has that got to do with me? And Adam's going to explain to you, and I'll definitely bring it to the level of you know of what we're working on here as well. So go ahead, Adam, continue, please. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think the, the fact of the matter is whether you're looking at making tens of thousands of calls in a year, whether you're working five leads, 500, 5,000, it doesn't matter. The bottom line is there's an investment that goes into getting those leads, whether that's your time, like you mentioned, writing a blog post or you know signing up for that networking event, whatever it is, you want to make sure you're maximizing the results out of it. And that's exactly where we came at this from. We wanted to look and really kind of drill down to quantitative information on what can we do to optimize what we're getting out of these leads. What are the exact processes and tactics that we need to take? How can we study those, implement those, and get some better results? Okay, all right. So for our listeners, I want you to imagine two scenarios. Number one is you've been to a meetup or a networking event or some kind of business breakfast, and you've got home that night, and you've got 15 business cards in your sweaty palm, and you put them in your home office or in your backpack or whatever, and you wake up the morning after and you're thinking to yourself, I need to call these people. So that's one scenario, if that if you can relate to that. Or the other scenario is you are marketing online, you've got a blog going, or you've got a some kind of sales funnel that's capturing leads or some email autoresponder and you are getting five to ten leads dripping into your email inbox every day. So either one of those, both of those, mixture of both, whichever applies to you, just picture that you've got 
somehow a lead in your hand or five leads or ten leads in your hands and Adam's going to show you how we study produce the effective web lead follow-up or effective lead follow-up strategies so do you want to kind of give an overall view or do you want to just go point by point what the results were yeah well I can kind of set it up in terms of how we establish sort of the testing methodology for this or what allowed us to really take a look at this so essentially what we did is we always knew that the quicker that we could get on the phone with people the better results we were going to have. And that was that was really a product of, you know, direct experience, kind of anecdotally, just understanding it's easy to get in touch. It's a lot easier to get in touch with people when you're reaching out to them right away. So we thought, well, what if we really accelerate this and make sure that we're touching base with folks within minutes of them submitting a web lead to our site? So what we did is we actually had a couple of our internal web developers work on putting together an application. Extremely simple. Basically, the sole purpose of this application was when a web lead came into us, it would actually bring up a screen on the computer of our software experts, the people who are interviewing these folks who are putting in the inquiries, and let them know, hey, there is a fresh lead right there. Click a button, launch it through the call system and get on the phone with them right away. So developing that little piece of software allowed us to you know, cut this down from maybe, you know, 20 minutes or an hour or a couple hours later to mere minutes. And it actually allowed us to study the effect of that. And there's some pretty surprising results that we saw in terms of just how profound the difference was there. So basically what you're doing is you're focusing on a lead came in and what effect does it have the length of time before somebody picks up their phone and calls that lead, correct? Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, just to kind of jump right into the data and and throw a stat at you, I think most people would perceive if they get on the phone with somebody within a day, that's pretty quick. And in fact, when I was putting together this study, I went out to the internet, looked around to find some research, and indeed did find some that said the average follow-up time for people when a web lead comes in is about 46 hours. So we looked and saw that if we wait a day, our contact rate on that first call attempt is about 28%. Now, I mentioned that software that we put in place that would alert us immediately. When we actually got on the phone with folks within five minutes, that first call contact rate actually jumped up to 50%. Yeah, so we nearly doubled the amount of people that we were able to get on the phone just by you know getting that call out to them immediately. All right, so listening into that, here's a couple of examples. If you go to this networking event, and let's say it's an evening networking event, and it's too late to follow up at 11 o'clock at night when you get home, you don't have to wait till 6 o'clock the following morning and call them right there. And then you may just want to drop them a quick email. That's not a phone call, but at least it's something in the meantime. But as soon as 9 o'clock in the morning hits the day after, that's when you should be getting on the phone. Now, what Adam's saying there, if you have the lead generation system and you get an email that pops up, however your system works, and says somebody just completed their information on your blog or your sales funnel, what Adam's saying is there, if you can call them within five minutes, you're going to almost double your response. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. And I think when you start to think about, well, why is there this difference? Why are you seeing a doubling of the contact rate? I mean, you're calling the same number. It's the same person who has indicated that they have interest in finding out more about your service. How can it really double just by calling them you know, and not waiting 24 hours to get on the phone with them? I think if you actually start to put yourself in the mind 
of somebody who is submitting that form, you start to see the reasons why that might be. First of all, I think if you are calling somebody within a few minutes, well, they're at their computer screen right then. They are generally in a place where they can take a call. If you wait, they may be or they may be in an IHOP or, you know, stuck in traffic or who knows Mm -hmm. what the circumstance is. The other thing I think is you give them the opportunity then to look at alternative options. It's, you know, very rare that anybody is marketing or selling a service or a product that is the loan offering in their space. So there are certainly going to be other options for them to check out and kind of the internet age where there's the instant gratification. I think the people who are offering, you know, that immediate reward for taking this action to people who are interested are going to naturally find more success. Absolutely, absolutely. So that's, you know, that's, it sounds so much common sense there. But the first topic of my book, as the listeners all know, my book is called From Hello to Yes in Three Minutes or Less. And the first subheading is how to overcome call reluctance. And that's what happens a lot, especially with people who are not professional marketers on the phone. So they get a lead and then that nervousness kicks in and that, you know, well, I'll call after lunch or, or once I've got set up and I've got my trinket on my desk and my coffee and my best background music and had a little bit of a chair massage. And then I'm going to then I'll just check my emails and just check if there's any more news from the company and all these different excuses to avoid calling. As Adam's saying there, every minute that passes by, every hour that passes by, your chances of success are diminishing, Correct. Yeah, that's right. And I think the way you're kind of getting into the mindset of somebody who makes that call is exactly right on with what we've seen. So we have three or four software experts currently who are making these calls and talking to these folks who are interested in the different programs. But, you know, we've had a number of others. I've been with this company for over 10 years. It's been around for over 15. And, you know, it's definitely not an uncommon thing that I've heard people say, well, I I don't know, I, I feel a little strange following up that fast. Are they going to feel like we're desperate? Are they going to you know, not be ready to talk to us right away? You start to hear these different excuses. And I think the reason for it is there's a little bit of a bias to remember the negative events, right? Mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm. you do call somebody and they say, oh, wow, that was fast. I didn't expect it. Well, that's the one that kind of looms large in your mind when you think about it and are making your decision. What we wanted to do is to actually get the hard data down and just see, you know, right there in kind of black and white, what does work when you consider all of those different factors and actually look at the results. And I think the results speak for themselves. And it's important to be able to look at those and go, yeah, I know I may be having that feeling, but that's not the reality over a a larger sample size. This is going to be the most effective strategy. Absolutely. And if you're investing money, which you will be either money and or time, as, as Adam said, if you've invested time in writing a blog post, doesn't it make sense if you get a lead to now that Adam's study has proven that the quicker you call them, the bigger the chances of getting them on the phone? It just makes sense. If you can double the number of people you speak to, that's doubling the effectiveness of your lead generation system and your lead generation investments. So, Right here, we could stop the episode and say, we're done. That's all you need to know. That's an amazing lesson. It's going to make a massive difference to your business. But there's more goodies to come. 
Yeah, I mean, I think you're right, too. It is one of those things that seems extremely simple. But I think a lot of times in business, it's, you know, those things that do seem intuitive and obvious that are really the most powerful things. It's really about kind of taking the action to act on those. And for us, it it was you know, putting a little system in place that provided those immediate alerts. And I guess the thing that I would maybe challenge your audience on is to think about, you know, are there ways that that can be done for yourself? You know, how would you do that? And I think with simple technology that's available today, you can set it up. So when you get an email in, you know, if you need to have it trigger off a text message or some other alert system, those type of things exist. They're out there. Generally, those type of tools are even free. So I think looking into those things that actually kind of holds you accountable to taking the action on this logical common sense thing that you intuitively know is a good idea is really as important as the data itself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So now we've learned that as soon as the lead comes in, drop everything, call the lead. What next? Sure. So one more point I would just add on top of that, I talked about the contact rate doubling. Right. So there was another interesting thing that we saw too. We we not only studied the contact rate, we studied the qualification rate. So what we mean by qualification is just somebody who we talked to who would in our circumstance say, yes, we are in fact looking to buy software. Yes, I'm interested in, in working with your service on this and I'm kind of ready to go forward. Now, again, I talked about the difference between waiting one day versus five minutes. The rates with qualification for that were actually 30% on the five-minute calls. It was actually down to 9% on the ones where we called them on the following day. So triple the qualification rate there. Wow. So the first study shows that you've about double your chances of them actually picking up the phone, correct? That's right. Yeah, exactly. And then the second benefit is you're tripling Basically, in layman's terms, you're tripling the chance of doing business with them. Yeah, and again, I think that goes back to the opportunity for them to you know, explore alternative different options, decide, well, maybe this is something that I'll put on the back burner for a little bit. There's no reason to allow the competition to get in there. Go ahead and get in there because that's going to lead to better results with the qualification. Okay. And what I find in my regular job is a lot of people suffer from what I affectionately call analysis paralysis. So picture the scene, somebody's gone to your website and they've put in, say, I want to learn about earning another income stream from home, or I want to learn about your chiropractic services, or I want to learn about your whatever it is. As they've put in that information and sent that off through the ether in terms of a request for information from you, as Adam's saying now, not only are they looking at possible competitors, but what I find in my regular job is they start doing research and mm-hmm. now they start researching let's use chiropractor for example you know what are the pros and cons of getting an adjustment and, and what are some horror stories and, and how do I find the right chiropractor and they start doing all this research and they start thinking oh my goodness this is a much more complicated than I thought and that scientific fact to whatever I just read scared me there and I didn't know I had to be aware of this and I didn't know I had to check on this and check on that. Oh, maybe I'm not bothered, you know. Maybe I maybe if I stretch a little bit more in the mornings, I'll be fine. I don't want to go down that route. And by then, as we say, analysis paralysis, they've done all this analysis, they've come up with all these concerns and questions, and then they're paralyzed and they end up doing nothing. I don't know what that noise is there, Adam, but so they end up doing nothing. So again, another reason why three times more chance of getting their business is if you can get if you can cut them off at the pass, if you will. If you can get to them early before they turn this into a science project or a research project, 
Yeah. That's one of the reasons I guarantee that Adam's research has shown that you're significantly increasing your chances of getting the business, correct? Yeah, absolutely right. I mean, I think this is uh, whether you're talking about B2C sales calls or you're talking about B2B sales calls, it, it doesn't really matter. The reality is we live in a world where there are tons of different ways to to spend money. So if you're, you know, a business looking to improve the results you're getting, you know, maybe one of those ways is software where we come in. But, you know, maybe it's also looking at new equipment or exploring new supply options or, or, or who knows. So before people divert their attention somewhere else, good to get them on the phone when they're thinking, you know what, I think this is actually the way I'm, I'm interested in pursuing this. You might as well follow up with them at that point. Absolutely. And just for our listeners, B2B is business to business and b2c is business to customer correct right exactly perfect all right what's the next what was the next finding sure so i I think one important thing to look at just out of the impact that you're getting when you call people a little bit quicker we're talking about the result of actually getting an increased number of conversations going getting an increased number of qualifications going you were talking about the person who is maybe potentially looking to market a side business, right? Right. So one of the the most limited resources for somebody in that situation is simply time, right? Uh-huh. You need to make sure that you're maximizing every minute that you're working on that because you've got a million other things to do with the family, maybe with your main job. One of the interesting things that we wanted to look at was how does this actually calling people quickly actually impact our overall time investment into this. And we found that when we call somebody within five minutes, we're going to, in general, because we don't always speak with them on that first call attempt, our average, though, is it takes about 1.8 calls then to qualify that lead. Mm -hmm. Now, if we wait a day, it actually takes 3.2 calls on average to get to a qualification. So, you know, you're looking at spending double the time to get folks on the phone. And that's simply time that is wasted just because you've decided to prioritize other things in lieu of making that call right away. Okay. All right. So again, massive tip there. So again, we get the lead and we start messing around on Facebook and researching, you know, latest techniques in our field, whatever it is. And the the minutes are ticking by and the longer you leave it, you're going to have to work twice as hard to get the same result. That's what you're saying, correct? Yeah, absolutely. You're you're losing a lot of efficiency by tackling it in that manner. Oh man. Okay. Great stuff. Right. What was the next finding? Sure. So let's jump ahead to a different element of following up here. So one of the things that we looked at was, obviously, we talked about the speed a bunch, but also the number of contact attempts, right? Mm -hmm. So we found that our first call contact rate percentage, now this does includes all calls, doesn't matter how long it took us to actually make the call, is about 43%. So 43% of the time that we make that first call, we're talking to somebody on the phone, right? Mm-hmm. So we wanted to find out, well, how long does it make sense to continue to follow up with somebody? How many actual call attempts should we make here? So what I did is I gathered all the information for the contact rates for each call attempt all the way out to 10 call attempts. And we found that by going to the 10th call, we took our contact success rate actually all the way up to almost 80%, 79.6. Wow. So, okay. So again, in my regular job, this is all we do for a living. We get leads through the internet or leads through inbound calls from TV ads. We get the lead and 
I guarantee on our sales floor, people don't make 10 attempts. So, right. <laughs> so we're, I'm learning there right now. We tend to think, well, I've left three voicemails, so I'm probably coming across as desperate, and I'm busy as well, so if they're not interested after three, you know, I'm moving on. Your typical person that works from home as a small business or they've got a little studio somewhere a little you know two or three employee kind of size business they're again going to think if i keep calling these leads they're going to think i'm pestering them and i'm desperate and i'm going to upset them so i've called them three times i'm done now if i was to stop Mm -hmm. after three times how much money am i leaving on the table adam yeah so we saw that if you make three contact attempts we raised our contact success rate up to a cumulative 63 percent right Mm mm-hmm So there is another 20% to be gained just by continuing on to 8, 9, 10 calls there. Wow. So I can can increase my revenue, whether I'm a small business, a a one-man band, or a major corporation. I could increase my revenue by 20% just by making 10 calls. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's that in that you're getting into exactly what we wanted to take a look at, which is figuring out where where do we see a real return on the investment? Well, the way we analyzed that was to look and go, what is our investment here? And really what our investment is for each of these calls is about a minute, a minute and a half. Right. And then compare that to the cost of working a lead. What does it take you to, again, go attend that seminar or what does it cost you to write that blog post where you're hoping to get you know, a couple of really good leads coming through that? What does it cost to pay a lead referral service to get a lead? Now compare that to what does it cost to make an individual call attempt or even make five or six of those? There's just really no comparison between those. As long as you're able to continue to improve that cumulative contact rate and improve that cumulative qualification rate, it makes sense to continue to make those calls until you hit that point where there's diminishing returns and you know, you're getting down to the point where you're kind of seeing that curve and the success rate flatten out and you're down to the final people where you can be pretty sure I'm not going to get in touch with this. It's time Mm -hmm. to move on and and apply this energy somewhere else. Okay, brilliant. So listening to this, you may be thinking, I don't have time to call every lead 10 times for a comment. So you may be working in a system where you may have an intern or a junior staff member or a junior partner or someone else who can help. I'm just thinking, sat here in IHOP, how to maximize this you may have a system where you say you know what i'm gonna call these people five times if i haven't got anywhere i'm gonna hand them off to someone else and they can call them the remaining five times and then Mm -hmm. you can go back to calling the new ones again so and i'm just my head's worrying right now we have some junior members of staff on our training floor where i work and i'm already thinking this now i'm thinking okay i can set up a system where i get a web lead now i personally will make five attempts then i'm going to pass them off to somebody else they can make six seven eight nine ten and then we'll split the commission split the business so that's fantastic from my example but again our listeners if you're overall by the fact of calling someone ten times call them five times and get someone in your upline, downline, or in your business to call on the other five times. And that'll make it, as, as, as Adam's saying, you're going to improve your entire business by at least 20% just by doing that one thing. 
Yeah, I mean, it's wonderful to hear you talk about putting together that plan because that's what really kind of what we were hoping to see with publishing this information. We wanted to put out the information about the contact success rates, the qualification rates, so people could actually look at their own individual situation and say, well, okay, now that I see this data, what makes sense in our scenario with the cost? So it sounds like your time is going to be a bit more valuable than that of the intern. That's just a natural fact. It makes Mm -hmm. sense. Figuring out how you apply that is awesome because that I think is going to lead you to getting good results. And that's something I'd encourage anybody to do when looking at this data. And now the juices are really flowing. I'm now thinking of a VA, a virtual assistant. Oh boy. So I call, you know, you may be, you may be listening to this and now we're getting really crazy, but why not? Let's think big. You may not have a business partner or an intern or a junior staff member to help you. So, you know, there's lots of resources out there to get virtual assistants to help. So you literally could say, I'm going to make the first five calls and then everyone, the other ones, they go to my VA and they call them. And when they get someone on the line, they just bring it back to me and I take it from there. So again, another way of using this data and making a huge difference to your bottom line. Okay. Yeah, and uh, excuse me, I was just going to say that, you know, you may even have, as you're listening to this, two or three different ideas, right? So mm-hmm. you might think, well, mm-hmm. let's see if I can get to 70% contact rate in five calls, that's pretty good. And, you know, maybe I, I don't need to apply that call time to get to 80% by making another five calls. Right. Maybe the way to do it is, you know, a virtual assistant, maybe it's an intern, maybe it's an email. What I would encourage everyone to do is test it, record the results of it, see what the actual contact rates are, because with that data, you can start to make some really good decisions about it. Absolutely. And through the whole theme of this podcast, since its inception, we've always talked about marketing is all about testing. You test the color of the button on your opt-in on your landing page, you test the headline and your copy, and now we're testing who's going to make those 10 calls. We're not questioning whether those 10 calls are going to be made from now on. We're just going to test how best to make those 10 calls. Right. All right. What was the next thing you learned? Sure. So one of the things that I wanted to take a look at was, are there days during the week or are there times during the day that it's actually more effective to be making these calls? So Mm -hmm. over the years, I've definitely ran into uh, any number of different articles talking about this. Sometimes it's based on data. Sometimes it's just somebody kind of putting out their theory or their intuitive feeling on it and prescribing a particular approach. So we wanted to see what do the numbers actually bear out for that. So we did see some trends there. The middle of the week, it turns out, was a little bit higher in terms of our contact rates Tuesday through Thursday. We did see that the morning hours were slightly better for reaching folks than the afternoon hours. But the interesting thing, I think, to note with this is when I say slightly better, I'm talking about you know percentage differences in the half a percent, single percent, two percent type of range. So not huge differences like we saw with calling fast and making a larger number of contact attempts. Okay. All right. And I'm seeing the data here. So I'm looking at these results here and I'm already thinking, well, when I get in the office at first, you know, in the morning, I, I tend to mess about a little bit and do admin and and research and and all that. And I'm seeing right in front of me that between 9 and 12 noon, according to this research, and again, it isn't a massive difference, but every little helps. But 9 till 12 noon is much more productive for these phone calls than in the afternoon. So right there and then I can see, well, you know, get in, hit the phone hard for the first part of the day and then do all the farting around in the afternoon. 
kind of keeping that as basic as I can. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think that's true. But I think it's also when you look at the percentage differences, you really need a large number probably of leads to be working before you're actually going to really see that and right. feel that difference. Right. To me, what the data from this study says, the best time to call is now. It doesn't matter Absolutely. necessarily what time of the day, what day of the week, if you get a lead, call it right then. If you're thinking, do I need to really like rearrange my schedule to be calling in a particular time of the day for follow-up calls? I think the answer is generally no. You know, recognize the power of getting on the phone right away. Recognize the power of continuing to maybe make a few more calls than you might intuitively think is a good idea. And that's where you're really going to see those powerful results where it's, you know, doubling the contact rate or tripling the qualification rate. That's where the real difference lies. Absolutely. And I remember listening to a presentation from a very successful network marketing leader, somebody I knew personally, somebody I saw go from literally nothing to multiple multiple five figures per month and that's not the usual garbage and hype and usual stuff you hear sure and i remember one of his trainings he said do and this wasn't just regarding the phone it was regarding any kind of follow-up he said do everything as close to now as possible right that's exactly yeah i love that yeah that's exactly what you're saying so pick up the phone now Go and meet with someone now, go and demonstrate the product now, etc. So everything as close to now as possible. And your scientific research here is, is absolutely backing that up. So was there anything else that you learned from the uh, study, Adam? I think that really kind of covers the main points. And again, like we've kind of discussed a couple of times, I mean, there it's, it's things that I think should intuitively resonate with most people when you think about it. You know, I love that mantra of everything is close to now. I think that really boils it down to the essence of, of what we saw. Yes, we looked at it from all these different dimensions, pulled together all of these different numbers. But if that's all you take away from this, that's all you need because it's about the action and actually doing it that matters. And the, the other thing is, you know, study, study the results in your own case and see what's happening in terms of making maybe a, a handful of more calls than, than you might think to do. Absolutely. And one of my colleagues at my regular job, very successful, a super guy. In fact, I asked him to be the godfather of my younger son. So this is how much I respect this guy. And I, I can still see him now. We don't work in the same office anymore, but we worked together for many years. And he had by the side of his telephone, just a regular notepad. And he would analyze his entire day and be constantly looking at, you know, when he did his best deals or his biggest deals or earned his most money. And it was, mm-hmm. it was like, almost like a science project to him. And it kind of worked because I've seen him in a year earn well over a million dollars in commissions on the telephone. So it clearly worked for him as well. So, so in conclusion, as soon as a lead comes in, well, first of all, have a system to know that lead came in. So don't think, well, I just check once a day because some of those leads are now 10, 12 hours old possibly. So I have a system in place, super simple. Don't start doing research now and investing thousands of dollars in having some coding done. And As Adam said earlier on, there's free stuff out there that you can get your hands on. Have a system that as soon as you've gathered a lead, an di- online lead, you know about it and you call them within five minutes. If you don't have that and you're getting your leads from belly to belly marketing at Starbucks or at meetups or at networking events, as soon as you can possibly get on that phone and even if it's just to say, hey, it was great to meet you at Starbucks. I'm going to get you that information we talked about. I'm going to email it you later tonight. 
do something again as, as close to now as possible and those two little things there about getting onto them as quickly as you can and having a system with just incredible advice and again it's not theory 63,256 calls analyzed so first of all Adam I really really want to thank you so much for putting in this average and I know you've done it for your own business reasons but you've already mentioned you're getting asked to be on podcasts and i'm sure lots of good things are going to come out for you for you and your your business for doing this but thank you so much listeners just imagine what you've heard here you've just heard someone who's done a, a, re, a research of sixty-three thousand two hundred and fifty-six calls and he's just giving you a way of doubling the number of people you're going to get on the phones that instantly will double your results and then tripling the qualification of those people. So imagine over a 12-month period, just listening to what Adam's learned here, putting that into place, what a huge difference that's going to make to your business. So Adam, I, I can't thank you enough. How do people get a hold of you if they want to know more, or what other research or other resources you may have to help them? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So findaccountingsoftware.com is the website. I write very often on the site on a variety of different kind of business management topics, very often about how software can improve business management. This study is part of our blog. If you go to the site, you'll find it there. It's probably, I don't know, maybe the sixth or seventh most recent blog piece there. So I'd encourage everyone to check it out. And Paul, I really want to thank you for uh, giving me the opportunity to speak with your audience. And I hope they find some good value in it. And, you know, hopefully you'll be able to pass along some success stories that you hear from people who have put some of these tactics to work for them. Absolutely, we'll do it. And will it be okay to publish this research on our website? Sure, sure, absolutely. Okay, perfect. So, for, so that you can get your teeth into this research, go to www.howtomarketyouandyourbusiness.com. You'll see this podcast alongside all the other episodes. And like the other episodes, there will be show notes where we're going to summarize this, but we'll actually put this entire research on the website so you can read it soup to nuts, see the graphics, see the results, what Adam's been talking about here. And as you've listened in and read their study and visualized these charts and graphs, that'll help it sink in. And there's no question that this will make a massive difference to your business. So again, Adam, thank you so much. I know it's late where you are. I appreciate you being in the office this late to do this interview. And again, thank you very, very much. I really, really mean that. Oh, terrific to be here. Thank you. Cheers. All the best. Bye-bye. Okay, so there you have it. You now have work to do. Drop everything and implement at least one of the strategies you've heard. No, really. If you don't take action right away, it won't happen. Visit Paul's website at www.paulgwamsley.com for more free training and resources. And email him at paul at paulgwamsley.com with any questions or challenges.